Welcome to Healing Place Church, where our mission is to be a healing place for a hurting world. Listen each week for updated content and be sure to share with your friends. We hope this podcast is a blessing and a resource to you as you pursue God daily. How many of you enjoyed Sunday? Oh, Sunday was so good. Look, I, I'm not, I haven't stopped smiling this week. There's been crazy stuff all around me. I'm just like, we're just gonna keep smiling. God is good. Anybody like that this week? God is good. Uh, but Sunday's been amazing to see what God is doing and to see that it's not just here. It's happening here in this house, but revival is happening everywhere. Don't you see it? Do you feel it? It's amazing. It's so cool to see what God is doing all over this place. And so as I prepared for tonight, I just wanna say, Holy Spirit, what do you wanna say to us? We finished revival nights in January. We're talking about revival this year. Holy Spirit, what do we need to hear from you? Because it's not just on a Sunday service where we go off script, but the Holy Spirit can be here when we're ready to receive what he has. Taking notes, amen? Ready to receive what God has. So I wanna read a scripture. We're gonna jump right in to John chapter 16, verse 33. So if you have your Bibles, that's where we're gonna go tonight. If you're following along in the app, it's awesome. Don't you love the app? Come on, can we show some love to our team, the communication team, production team, that's put all that together. It's so awesome. So you can follow along in the notes. The scripture will be there. But John 16, 33 says this. I have told you all this so that you may have peace in me. Here on earth, you will have many trials and sorrows, but take heart. Everybody say, take heart. Because I have overcome the world. Take heart. Now, if you look at the context of this scripture, this is Jesus talking here, and he's talking to his disciples. He's talking to the ones who follow him that are the closest to him. He's talking to the first Wednesday crew, right? The people who are there and they wanna hear from him. And this is actually a few moments before he knows he's going to the cross. So he's given them that last pep talk, okay? Now, when you read this scripture, it doesn't seem like the most exciting pep talk, right? Take heart, you're gonna have many trials and sorrows. But this is his pep talk. Um, My husband and I, we've been um, watching Chosen. Anybody love Chosen? It's really cool. Um, And so we've been watching Chosen and catching up. And I thought about when this scripture was read, the disciples had no idea what was coming. They had no idea. He tried to tell them in a few different ways, but they really did not know what was coming. And I I think about, you know, they had watched him perform all these miracles They've been around Jesus. Wouldn't it be cool to see that in person, like Jesus doing things for people? I feel like that's what we're experiencing right now. We're seeing Jesus do things in the lives of people. We're seeing miracles. We're seeing God answer prayers. It's amazing what we're seeing because God is doing it, amen? But here the disciples are having so much fun, I'm sure, seeing it. And, and one of the, the episodes of Chosen, Andy and I love this. This is one of my favorite scenes. Um, it's in season two, I believe. And they're walking, the disciples are walking, all of a sudden they come across this man who is demon-possessed. And, and the disciples are like, like I would be. You know, what are you gonna do, Jesus? And he just walks out and says, come out. And it's this epic scene, and if you've ever watched it, you know the music is intense, 
The disciples are silent. There's this moment of silence, like everybody's on the edge. And then John the Baptist is in the scene, and it's real quiet, and he just goes, yeah! That's me, okay? I am him in that story. Every time Jesus does something, I am like, yes! I just wanna hear all that stuff. I wanna be a part of all those miracles. But here in the context of this scripture, they've been a part of all these exciting things, and now he's saying, hey, um, I gotta tell you this. So you'll have peace. Take heart. Now, if I was told take heart, I would wonder, what does that even mean? Take heart. That does not mean someone broke your heart and took it. Like, what does that mean? Take heart. Well, it actually means to take courage. One translation says to be of good courage. Take heart, be of good courage, or be of good cheer. For there to be courage, there has to be a little fear. For there to be courage, there has to be a little fear. Now, I like courage. I'm a fan of courage. I like those brave moments, but I don't like fear. I like peace. He said he'll give me peace, but I don't like many trials and sorrows. Anybody else with me here? Give me the peace. Let's skip the trials and sorrows, right? Give me the courage, but do I really need the fear? So what do we do when we leave moments like Sunday where you're having this moment in his presence? What do you do when you're at home and you, you read your Bible and you're just feeling the presence of God, but then you realize you've gotta go to work, right? You gotta experience life and you gotta do the things and, and you're wondering, you know, I, I'm seeing all these things around me and I'm seeing God's presence and I'm actually, maybe you're saying, I'm seeing him do things for other people. But what about me? Maybe you came to the altar on Sunday and you were believing for something and you walked away Sunday and said, I still haven't seen it yet. And you're believing and you're holding on. How do we take heart? How do we take heart? In 2020, um, I got the opportunity to go to Montana for the first time in my life. If you've ever been, it's one of the most beautiful places ever. My sister had her first baby and she moved to Montana a couple years ago. And this was my excuse. I was like, Andy, I've got to go to Montana. I have to support my sister. Um, it's, it's great. It's going to be great. And so I was so excited to go. Could not wait because I love hiking, okay? I love hiking so much. And so I was going to see the baby, but of course I knew Glacier National Park is really close. And so we're going to hold the baby, hold the baby. Then we're going to go hiking because I love to hike. Now, Louisiana hiking and Montana hiking, very different, very different. So I, I really didn't know what to expect. I had heard it was beautiful. I was excited about it. Um, but my parents had been before, and they told me, hey, I'm, we're going to meet you there, and we're going to go on this trail. We're going to go all the way up Glacier National Park to Logan Pass, and there's this trail called Highline. And that sounded scary to me. Anything that with the word high in it, like I was like, oh, no, that sounds scary. I am Okay, let me tell you this. I love hiking, but I'm terrified of heights. Okay? Love hiking, no heights. Um, I love them, though, just a little bit, because I like to face my fear. Just, just a little bit. So they told me, okay, you got to do this trail. It's amazing. Y'all, let me tell you about this trail. 
you go around this corner and there's the beautiful earth that the Lord has made, the ground, okay? And then you get to this one corner and it, it literally drops off and you don't see anything but the sky. And you have to go around this corner. Well, my parents are just walking like they have no care in the world and I just sit down. I am just like, I cannot move. I don't want to go any further. I must stay right here. And it was funny because there were little bitty kids passing me up. I mean, little bitty kids. And they're looking at me. and They're like, are you okay? And I said, no, it's really bad. And my parents just kept saying, hey, we've done this before. We've hiked the whole trail. You can do this. And I, I know people who know me well know I'm terrified. There was a rope along, and if you're wondering, I, I did it. But when I tell you the trail was like 18 inches in places and then just dropped off, and there are people with their kids just down the trail, like, what are you thinking? I was terrified. But I, my parents, the reason that made me say, okay, we're doing this, is because my parents said, hey, we've done this before. They're, they were alive. They made it through, and some of you need to be reminded today that whatever fear you're facing, you can take heart because he has overcome the world. He has been there, he has done that, and he is the one who has overcome the world. So there are two things in this passage, this one scripture that I wanna look at, two simple truths in John 16, 33, and the first one, if you're taking notes, is expect it. Expect it. Okay, maybe this isn't a problem for you, but I'm still surprised sometimes when things don't go well. Is anybody else like me? I, I should know by now that things aren't always gonna go exactly how I plan them to go. I have four kids. I can say we're gonna have a fun day today and it just doesn't go as it's planned, right? I, I think that it is, but it. it it doesn't. I can also think, hey, why, why is someone angry right now? Like, wh why would they be angry? I just, I don't expect it sometimes. I get in trouble. I can even face some things in my own life that are a struggle and go, why, why am I facing this right now? I don't want to face this. And here in this scripture, Jesus is reminding them to expect it. Now, I don't, I don't like talking about stuff like this. I wanna hear about the peace, right? I don't wanna hear about, hey, this is coming. But if you think about sports, I grew up playing sports, and all my coaches in every sport that I played, they would never say, okay, today we're gonna practice, and we're gonna focus on we're always going to win, or we're always gonna be ahead in the game. What did we do? We prepared of what is gonna happen if we're down by five points and there's 10 seconds left on the clock. You make a plan, right? Because you're expecting everything. Y'all, I like happy, but if you can imagine in this scripture, if Jesus was like, I like happy too, I'm just not gonna tell the disciples what's coming. I'm just gonna say, hey, there's peace in me, and just so you're not you know, worried about it, it's gonna be peachy when I leave. It's gonna be great. Everything's gonna be fine. He didn't tell them that, why? Because he wanted them to expect it so when it happened, they could say, hey, Jesus said this was gonna happen. So I can trust in the one who said this is going to happen. Um, my seven-year-old now, 
Briggs, he is so much fun. He is the most confident kid ever. A couple of years ago, we had to go to the doctor and get a wart removed from his hand. If you've ever taken a kid to do this, it's traumatic. It's awful. I did not know what I was getting into. I had no expectations, and we walked in, and the doctor, I will not say his name um, because I will never go to him again. He was not great with kids. Um, He just immediately started taking out the tools and going to work, and he just looked at Briggs, and he said, do you want to hold your mom's hand? And I was like, why does he need to do that? And he, being as confident as he is, said, nope, I'm good. Put out that hand, not a joke, said it just like that. Nope, I'm good. Soon as that doctor started working on his hand, he reached as fast as he could for my hand with the other one, pushing away the doctor's hand, trying to get his out of there and screaming. Now, the unfortunate thing is we had to go back and do it again. Now, this time I had some expectations. He had some expectations. He was dreading this. The doctor didn't even have to ask, do you want to hold your mama's hand? He said, mom, I'll take your hand now. Immediately went for it. So what, as Christians, what happens to us? We go through pain and then we say, hey, God, we need your hand right now. What does it look like, though, if we have an expectation for in this world, I will have trials. In this world, I will have sorrows. I need his hand all the time. It can't be a, right now I need it, but then I don't. It needs to be all the time, holding on to him, not letting go, expecting changes how we approach our relationship with Jesus. We abide, we remain, because we know we need him all the time, amen? We need him all the time. So the first is expect it, and the second truth in this verse, and this is the key, is he overcame it. He overcame it. We can be of good cheer. We can take heart because our God overcame it. Because Jesus conquered death and the grave. So he can conquer my worry. He can conquer my fear. He can conquer the bad report I've gotten from the doctor. He can conquer all the things. He overcame it. You know, I love the key to this because it doesn't say because you overcame it. If I'm being honest, sometimes in my life, I want to overcome it myself. I want to conquer the fear. I want to do something that I might be uncomfortable with. I want to achieve, right? So I'm going to try it in my own power and my own will, but it doesn't say You can do this. You can overcome. It says, take heart because I have overcome. Jesus overcame. That's why we can take heart. Do you remember that song? Um, And and some of you might. I I learned today that my husband has never heard of this song till we had kids. But anybody remember the song, Going on a Bear Hunt? It'll do? Okay. I need to see by show of hands because, okay, okay. Do you remember? Going on a bear hunt. Okay, see, you do. I was just testing you. You got to do the echo. If you don't know, I start it, you echo. So here we go. Going on a bear hunt. I got my, hey, there it is. Got my binoculars. I'm, I'm sorry, I interrupted you. Finish your line. I'm not scared. 
You remember that? And then what happens? All of a sudden, there's a field of tall green grass. You can't go over it. Y'all were doing so well a while ago. What happened? You can't go under it. You've got to go through it. And then all of a sudden, we're going through it, right? What happens next? Oh, no. There's a rushing river. How did that get here? Do y'all ever wonder why it was like that? Oh, my goodness. What is this? A river. You can't go over it. You can't go under it. You have to go through it. I think it's so funny if I think about this song. What if they got to the river in the tall green grass and was just like, oh no, tall green grass. Bear hunts over. <laughs> it would change the whole song, right? But to get to the bear, we gotta go through it. In Isaiah 43, two through three, it says, do not be afraid. And in verse two, it says, when you go through deep waters, I will be with you. Not if, it's coming. When you go through deep waters, I will be with you. When you go through rivers of difficulty, you will not drown. When you walk through the fire of oppression, you will not be burned up. The flames will not consume you. He doesn't say if, he says when. And he doesn't say you can go around it. He doesn't say you can go above it. He says, I'll go with you through it. I'll be with you through it. Take heart. Church, we gotta take heart. You know, when I was preparing for tonight, I just thought this one verse was enough. It was something I needed to hear. It was something I needed to hear that I can't be surprised when things don't go the way I expected them to go. What do you do when that happens? You had this plan for your life, and maybe some of you are saying, I've, I've messed it up too much. You can take heart, because it's through Jesus and what he did for us on the cross that we can live, that we can move, that we can breathe, that we can do anything. It's all because of him. Take heart. You know, I wanted to share this scripture and these two simple truths. We gotta expect it. And we gotta remember he overcame it. And then what I wanna do tonight is I wanna spend some time in worship because maybe some of you need to be reminded today that he is with you. I talked to a few people this week and just through some bad reports and all the things that are going on, they need to be reminded that God is with them. And that sometimes we'll face trials and sorrows. We know it's coming. We gotta expect it. But to remember who we have with us. And so I'm, I, I'm gonna ask the band, if the band can come on out, and we're gonna worship. And this is what I wanna do. If, if you need to be reminded tonight that God is with you, ask him. 
ask him, God, remind me. I forget sometimes. I've been trying to go through pain and I'm waiting until I really need you to hold your hand. But I need to abide in you. And you can do that right now, spending time in his presence. And that's, that's another thing tonight that maybe some of you, as we sing in a minute, you just need to take some time in his presence. In his presence, there is fullness of joy. Thank you for listening. Take a moment and subscribe so you can become a part of the community here and stay up to date with what is happening at Healing Place Church. For more information about HPC, visit healingplacechurch.org.